Father, thank you for the wonderful spouses and companions that you have provided for your people. May we not take marriage for granted, this sacred and holy covenant that you have blessed us with. May we cherish each day that you give us as we grow in love for one another and closer to you because of this love. I pray for the marriages that are struggling today. May these couples find peace in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, I just um, I just want to tell you I came here because I wanted to say thank you to President Biden, um, Speaker Pelosi, Vice President Harris, and all the advocates and his team for, for once, our families, mine and a lot of my friends and people you know, sometimes your neighbors, we can rest easy tonight because our families are validated and because now we're allowed to love who we love, which sounds odd to say, but Americans can now love who we love. And bless Joe Biden and all the people that worked on this for allowing people not to worry and their children not to worry about their future. Thank you, and thank you for being supportive, and hey, I will sing out to you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you so much. So I came across the clip that you just heard with singer Cindy Lopper, who is famous for singing Girls Just Want to Have Fun, one of her songs. She went to the White House, according to this CBS News tweet that I just played for you, so that she could show her support for the Respect for Marriage Act. Respect for Marriage Act. We're going to talk about this respect or the lack thereof throughout today's episode. And she says that we can rest easy tonight because our families are validated. Because we're allowed to love who we love. Well, Cindy, we're not talking about the Respect for Love Act. We're talking about the Respect for Marriage Act. So all I have to say, my friends, is which way, Western man? Which way? Matthew chapter 19, verses 4 through 6. And he answered and he said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, For this cause shall, I, shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh, wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. So the question is, Jesus or Cindy Lopper. Jesus or Cindy Lopper, I made my choice. Made my choice. A deplorable Brock on Gab says, Andrew, what do you see the Bible saying on plural marriage as in one man and multiple wives? I know it's not popular a popular opinion, but I but I like to see what the Bible says. I've studied this myself and I want to see if I'm getting the same that that another trusted brother says. Well, the answer, uh, my friend, is found in the words of Jesus in this Matthew 19 text of Scripture. 
In this scripture, we see a man, singular, cleaves to his wife, which is singular. This man and woman are two, yet together, as Jesus has stated, they make one. Not to mention, you can dig a little bit deeper in the same passage, and you'll see that this man leaves father and mother. Singular father, a singular mother. A man and a woman, that are two, together they make one. Now, we are told that we are guilty of hate speech if we oppose the American Antichrist so-called Respect for Marriage Act that was just signed, which is not respect at all. It is a blatant disrespect towards our Creator and His holy design for marriage as Jesus has stated Himself. There was ever a true definition for hate speech, it would be any speech that opposes the words of Jesus Christ, that opposes the word of God. Deuteronomy 5 9, thou shalt not bow thyself unto them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So, who are the real haters? Yet they say, we are the haters because we oppose their speech. Now, do you understand why I take a firm stand on biblical marriage? Listen, I didn't officiate a best friend's remarriage after his divorce. I didn't officiate my own daughter's remarriage after her divorce. I was ridiculed by churches for not officiating remarriages after divorces. Now, my friend... And my daughter, guess what? They still love and respect me for this stand because they they know where I'm coming from. And they respect that. And as for these churches, that have fallen off to the wayside and have compromised with the world. They had no use for me. And maybe in that case, I do not have any use for them. I also add that I will not officiate a marriage unless it's between one man and one woman who were both born again and baptized. I'm not going to do it. A shilling quack addict on Gab says, for the sake of argument and because it has been a stumbling block for people I know, what about Jacob? Multiple wives, but yet God called him blessed and his offspring blessed. I mean, he has he had done worse, I guess, before that, maybe with the whole switcheroo thing, I guess, but I don't get it. If he doesn't condone that, why would his whole line be blessed? Well, uh, a shilling, there's a difference between the permissive will and the perfect will of God. For example, a divorce we know is not the perfect will of God. No one in their right mind would say that that is the perfect will of God. Yet a man and a woman can still be blessed by God in remarriage as they seek to serve him, those who are repentant. It's called the grace of God. WBMC Infidel says, faith in God's sovereignty. And I told him, I said, yes, sir, because faith shows us that God's sovereignty is merciful and gracious. And this brother, he he understands that. And he was commenting on Gab and agreement. And I told him that we could not reiterate this truth enough. That is for sure. Because I hear a whole lot about the Antichrist Jews today, but I do not hear anything about Antichrist divorce. Jack Victor 
uh, replied on Gab and says the conservative Christian Pharisees love to blame the prostitutes and tax collectors, ear trannies and Dr. Fauci, but nobody wants to hear about the rampant adultery, even in the most conservative churches. And they think God will hear their cries for help. He says it's delusional. And I'll add, uh, Jack, that the Jews did not make anyone get a divorce. They did not make people have sex outside of marriage. They did not make people click on porn. They did not make people cheat on their spouse. And they did not make people pay for prostitutes. Old girl replies and says, thank God, someone with some intelligence. Well, old girl, I don't know how much of its intelligence or if it's more common sense because that's what it is to me. But like my wife said, as we were discussing this common sense, she made the point that everybody wants to shift the blame on others instead of looking to see what personal contributions have been made towards the degradation of our society. I saw a tweet on the Daily Spurgeon on Twitter that says we wink at sin. Yes, and even harden our hearts till we laugh at it and take pleasure in it. But oh, let us not think that God is such as we are. Let us not suppose that sin can be beheld by him and yet no indignation be felt. And then we wonder why feelings are running rampant concerning our country, feelings of even shame. TM at Trouble Man on Gab says, I love the ideals of America, its founding documents, its great European men, its rich culture and heritage. He says, I hate what America is today. A den of vipers pillaging our land, enslaving our people to debt, defiling our ancestors and promoting degeneracy straight from the pit of hell. But I will go back to my statement concerning these uh, dens of vipers and those who promote them. They cannot make us uh, participate in the degeneracy. They may promote degeneracy, but they cannot make us participate in it. So we must look to ourselves We must look to ourselves, Americans, concerning this Pandora box of divorce. I posted a video clip yesterday that you can see on gospel.com on my Substack page at andrewhorville.substack.com. But we have to look at ourselves and take personal responsibility and repent of those things we need to repent of. Otherwise, we as a people are going to continue to go down the road that we're going. We're going to continue to fight these marriage assailants from hell. And we're going to lose the fight every single time if we do not seek the Lord and take personal responsibility for these, for this sexual debauchery and these actions, even if it is just the thoughts within our own hearts and mind. May we repent of these things. Polish Proud 68 is battling it right now and says, good luck. He says she's a fir- she's firm on divorce that I don't want. He says I hope God will really create a miracle for me and my sons. I love her more than any anyone before her. I found true love and ruined it. Let's pray for Polish proud uh, sixty eight in his marriage, but he's not the only one that 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 is battling these marriage assailants from hell. Is the title of today's episode "Marriage Assailants from Hell." Episode number 348, Marriage Assailants from Hell. Huh, at just me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on Gab says we went to a marriage retreat recently. 
And this person says one line that sticks with me is that we all find grounds for divorce. Try instead to find grounds for marriage. Try instead to find grounds for marriage. And I'm just going to put it out there as if I have not already. These grounds are nothing but Jesus Christ. Then one says, well, what if I'm divorced? And, and I got remarried. What do I do now? Well, like Jesus said, go and sin no more. And as I stated in the video, love your current spouse, divorce no more, and serve Christ. Finnevis says, knowing from experience, it can be forgiven. And he quotes 1 Corinthians 6.11, And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Now we know that the repentant may ultimately be forgiven of divorce. We know this because God is a, a forgiving God, and we're going to look at that further here in a, in a moment. But I will tell you this, my friends, the wounds never completely heal on this side of heaven. Peter says, I know. And I know too. And I know too. I've never been divorced personally, but there's been divorce in my family. And obviously, I have experienced the downside effects and the wounds from this action. So the question brings us to a question here. Is remarriage biblically permitted after divorce, one asks, because there's all sorts of scenarios to include really heinous forms of abuse. So the question is, is remarriage biblically permitted after divorce, or is divorce permitted at all? Well, the divorce is not permitted at all. Uh, except it says the scripture states that except it be for fornication. And when you look at the context of this, the engagement period was a little bit different than what we understand today. Uh, there was a, uh, a an engagement period where if it was found on the wedding day that there was infidelity, that the that the husband can put away his wife. If there was infidelity found to be have occurred during this engagement period. And so that's why Jesus said, "Unless except it be for fornication. And that's what it's talking about. But the, the husband had a choice. He could still stay married to her, or he could put her away. Uh, he, could, he could divorce her because of this infidelity upon that one day. But after that exception, there was no grounds for divorce. And... Biblically speaking, there is no grounds for remarriage except it be for reconciliation of the original marriage or until death parts that marriage. Luke 16, 18, Whosoever putteth away his wife and marry another committeth adultery, and whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband committeth adultery. Now, do people sin and get remarried regardless Yes, <laughs> happens all the time, and it happens a lot. Now, is there forgiveness to be found in Christ for this sin? Yes. We see this as the woman that was accused of being caught, caught in adultery, that she was forgiven in John chapter 8 and verse 3, and the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman 
taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst. Then you go down to verse 10 and 11, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? And no man condemned thee. She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. So the Lord had compassion. The Lord had grace upon this woman. The Lord forgave this woman. And then we come to another woman who Jesus met at a well in John chapter 4 and verse 16 through 18. And Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And that sayest thou truly. Yet this woman was forgiven. And I've noticed concerning sexual sin that Jesus could have spent a lot of his time, especially in the days of Rome, preaching on porn, homosexuality, prostitution, and pedophilia. He could have. He could have spent the majority of his teaching on all of this debauchery. However, he honed in on fornication and adultery to include adultery that resulted from divorce and adultery that occurred in a man's own heart. It seems that Jesus went straight for the root problem when he addressed the heart of men. In Matthew 5, 28, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Speaking of root issues of the heart, this includes many things, not just the sexual side of the house. It includes many things such as theft. I saw a New York Post tweet that speaks of the so-called non-binary Biden nuclear official Sam Britton fired after multiple luggage theft charges, according to reports in this, this tweet. Now, I look at this man who's in a dress with lipstick on, and I wonder how many nuke secrets he sold. So here we see that there's a a root issue of the heart that needs to be addressed, and it only can be remedied through Jesus Christ. And at the same time, we have to remember, as the one brother had stated in a an appropriate quote of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11, And such were some of you. But you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so was the woman that was caught in adultery, and so was the woman with five husbands. We must be very careful of condemning those who have been justified in Christ. We read today in our proverb, Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 15, He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. Polish Proud 68 also states in a comment, pick your poison. Many claim it and few are true. Unfortunately, honesty doesn't run rampant in America, but the dishonesty of many does. He says to pray. 
Yeah, I, I understand this. Paul is proud. America today does not have a godly reputation, and I am ashamed of this. I am ashamed of this, but I want to do my part by the grace of God to live a life of repentance and to live a life for him and to make a difference one man at a time. And that's where it begins. I will close with a gab post from Brandon at Brandon1776 who says, Right now we have a president telling the public they're racist and anti-Semitic for opposing child genital mutilation surgeries. Not even the fall of Rome was this humiliating and evil. Therefore, I say again, my friends, which way, Western man, which way? I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.